0: If you're not accomplishing what you want on a day-to-day basis, like I would say ask yourself questions like, why have I not accomplished this?
1: You're listening to Hawk Talk, a podcast all about the origin stories of the most interesting people in the world. Today, you know our guests as famous athletes, authors, and entrepreneurs. But there's so much more to the story. Let's get into today's interview with your host,
2: Eric Huberman. All right. You're listening to Hawk Talk. Today I'm here with Meta World Peace. Thanks for joining us, man.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate
2: it. Absolutely. So to take it back, before you know, you were a rock star, basketball player, entrepreneur, et cetera, like going way back, like did you just come out of the womb, get tossed to basketball, and immediately start dunking? Like, where did you start? Where'd you grow up?
0: Well, yeah. Well, I was eight years old when I started. My dad put me on the court. Okay. You put me on the basketball court. I just fell in love with it. It was a play, it was a it was a way to just stay out of trouble. A way to you know it was a way to stay out of trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. And
2: so you were living in New York, right? Is that where you born yeah, in? Yeah. Nice. And so tell me about your parents. Like where were your parents from? What did they do? What made your dad want to put that basketball in your hand?
0: Yeah, I mean it was cool. My my, my dad wanted to put the basketball in my hands because I mean he played basketball and he also was boxing and he always felt like you should have a place that give an outlet. You know, he always felt like you have an outlet. You know, and that was something where you know he felt I would thrive at, and I did.
2: Yeah, got it. And so, when you started, like, what was it about being eight years old? Like, why wasn't it six years old? Was there something specific about when you were eight that made him want to put you into basketball, or was just coincidence? Just he had a ball and said, "Let's go play."
0: Yeah, I think I think you know, for the most part, it was just courts outside, right? So it's courts outside, and he's like, everybody was playing basketball outside. Yeah, everybody was playing basketball, so that was the main thing
2: got it awesome and so were you really good right away were 8 years old were you just
3: you know you pick it up right away
0: yeah, yeah. I was, I, honestly my first 2 years was rough but yeah. i was always like trying but i remember my first 2 years being rough and then it was still rough about the age of 11 but i started, i was getting better but i was getting better and better and better but it started to get really cool at 13 i was like 12 13 i was like okay i'm starting to roll a little bit but i still had a lot of work to do
2: And from eight years old to that 12, 13, were you playing all the time, even though you were struggling with it? Were you still like, did you think this like from the moment you got the
0: ball? I really liked it. I had a a great time playing and I really liked it. So I just, I just stuck with it, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's, that's so big, you know, like a lot of people will dabble in things. I I did it as a kid and tried things out, but even though you, as you just said, weren't that good from eight to 12 or 13 years old, four or five years, you still played all all the time because you loved it regardless. And right. then sort of develop those skills. So what, at what point did you start to go, wow, this could be something I could do professionally? Like when was that
0: fit? I think oh when I was about the age I would say 15, 16. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, well, I might be able to do this. But I was like in a junior year in high school, yeah. I knew I was gonna be a good high school player, but I didn't know about pro. But but junior yeah. year in high school, I'm like, oh
2: yeah. So okay, junior and did you win state? Did you win? Did you were you winning some tournaments at that point?
0: Yeah, I was, I, I was actually winning before that, locally. Uh-huh. Cool. And then I won the cities in high school. We won 27-0. And, 0. Mm-hmm. and oh, wow. then AAU with Lamar Brand, Eric Barkley, Jesse, a couple of the other guys. We won 67-1. Wow. Um, with the same Who beat time. you? I, I was what, what, was that, what was that one loss? Who beat you? Oh, Baron Davis' team. <laughs> there you go. He was on the podcast. He came, came back and beat his team. He was he, he didn't play. Yeah. because He was gone, but we came back and beat his team. But Baron Davis' team, they yeah. really beat, they beat us by 20 points.
3: Oh wow!
0: Got it.
2: <laughs> what a what a hell of a year for basketball, though, with all you guys playing, young guys. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, okay, so you, did you end up going to college for ball, or did you go straight into the NBA?
0: I went to college for two years. Went to St. John's for okay. two years, and then I went straight to the NBA.
2: And what did you, when you went to St. John's, was it literally like a stepping stone to go play in the NBA or were you actually committed? Like, did you pick a degree? Were you going to study and plan on graduating and then continue to pick up? Would love to know more about that part of the path.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, when I went to St. John's, I wanted to still do good in school. So I thought I was going to be a hockey major. Like, all the schools I picked, I went to go visit Notre Dame. I went to visit Miami, Ohio. I went to visit cool. Miami University. I went to visit Providence and St. John's. Nice. So those were the five schools that I that I chose to visit. Yeah, Notre Dame was the school I probably should have went to. I'm not saying that I don't like St. John's. I'm saying that because the architect program. So Miami and Notre Dame had the best architect programs. Yep. And they was really going to work with me. But St. John's was in New York City. Yep. And that's all I was thinking about was winning the title for St. John. So I put the architect stuff to the side. So tell me about architecture. What made you
2: want to study that? Was that something that you thought you might end up doing professionally? Like where'd that come from?
0: Well, you know, it was a couple of things. One, I wanted to build community centers. So that was the main thing. And I said, I just want to do it myself. I, didn't yeah. think that I think I needed it. I saw my community centers and I looked at different places and I'm like, I want to build community centers. And, when I, and as a kid, I wasn't always great at math, but I was really competitive. So I was failing. It. And I just, I remember being like, come on, pass the test, pass the test. And I remember like not being great, but getting better. But when I got to high school, I thought I was good, a good math student, but or only I wasn't. Once again, I was failing. But I mean, I put all this effort in loving it. Yeah. And I'm not doing well. So then I got better. My first year, I was failing a 60 average hmm. for the most part. Picked up a little bit. Next year, better and better and better. I, I sat out 13 games in my first year, freshman wow. year of high school. Then my senior year, I had a 95 average my last semester, which I was really happy about, right? That's yeah, a pretty true. Yeah. Right, little A. And it took a while. It took a long time to get there. Yeah. So, when, when, when I was math, with was something I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. So, then you know, when I went to visit the colleges and I spoke to my mom, I was like, okay, I want to pursue architecture. That's what I want my major to be in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I visited Notre Dame. They have a great architect program. I visited Miami. But in St. John's, I was like, hey, I need architects. I, said, I can't go to your school if you don't have an architect program. So all the schools was actually working with me. But, you know, when when, when St. John's, they actually crafted a great program for me. Great wow. program. Yeah. But it was really hard, man. Like, going, taking those projects to class, you know, you have a project due. You know, you're putting things together, glue, rulers, stuff, book bag, 5.45 a.m. practice. After you got out of practice, you got class sweating all over the project you know taking it to the class it was overwhelming <laughs> I got to carry this thing after like my and I'm going hard so my body is sore so I yeah. just dropped the class and then I wanted to do something else competitive so then I did art so yeah. I was doing I said okay I'm gonna pick my major gonna be art so I started taking art classes and then that was the same thing it was more drawing but it was still like I had big can't you know canvas or white paper, yep. you know, taking it with you. And I got to actually spend so much time. It was so difficult. So then I just t- I picked the, um, any major, but then I wanted to major in math. I figured that that was the reason I was in architecture, math and whatever. Yep. But then by that time, I wasn't taking it really serious because I already knew I was getting drafted. That was like yeah. through my first year. So I just stopped going to school. But I think it would have been a thing where I would I would have gotten an architect degree. I yep. don't think I would have been the best student, honestly. I don't think I would have been the best student. Yeah. yeah, I think I could have probably got it.
2: Well, your passion was, I mean, it sounds like you had a great secondary passion for architecture and math, but your passion was basketball and you were crushing it at that. Yeah, passion was basketball,
0: I passion was basketball, But yeah. I, mean, I felt like it was definitely necessary that I get an architecture degree. It was something I was thinking about actually now.
2: Yeah, my, my business partner actually went back in his 30s and finished his degree because he, he ended up dropping out and going into business. And he decided, you know, in his 30s, he was like, you know what, I'm gonna go back, get it done. And he, he did night school and got his degree his bachelor degree. It, there's always, you know, the, that's always an option. All right, so you get drafted. How old were you? You said sophomore year?
0: I was uh, sophomore year when I was what? Should be 19. Drafted? Yeah so yes end of the up sophomore year sophomore year nice and where'd you go first Chicago Bulls you know went to the Bulls my favorite team growing up the Knicks was like hometown team but the Bulls had Michael Jordan right so when you when you're dealing with Michael Jordan it's just like okay I love the Knicks but wow Michael Jordan is playing right Dennis Rodman I'm like I'm really conflicted at this point (laughs) the dynasty the dynasty, right? But when they did play against the Knicks, I always wanted the Knicks to win. But early on in my career, like early on when I was a fan, I actually wanted the Bulls to win. I wanted the Bulls to win a championship. Yeah. But when they played the Knicks, I'm like, how can we make it where the Knicks can win, but the Bulls can still win a championship? Like, how can... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was really conflicted.
2: That's awesome. So you, and so how was that going from college into the NBA? Like, I've heard stories, but like, how was that experience? Was it like, oh, wow, this is basketball? Or did you go in pretty ready... Like, how'd you feel when you first stepped on the court?
0: I mean, when I first stepped on the court, I mean, uh, in the NBA, I I felt like I was going to compete, but I definitely wasn't ready. (laughs) I wasn't good enough. And I was just like, I wasn't good enough, but I felt like, you know, I wanted to be good. I I knew I wasn't good enough, but I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about the future.
2: And did anyone take you under their wing, like be like, Hey, I got you. I'm going to show you the ropes. Like how, how was it, was it coming in?
0: Like it was great. I played with I was my first coach. I remember his defensive practices. I remember those practices. It was tough, but it was fun, man. He was really yeah. focused on defense. I really enjoyed it. And I felt like that's where I really learned a lot of my defense. Yeah. You know, like a lot of how to, how to really play NBA defense.
2: Yeah. And I mean, what one of the main things you were known for too is being such a fierce defender. So that's awesome. And so that came from training on the bulls.
0: Yeah, Tim Floyd had a lot to do with that because I really liked the way he paid attention to detailing. And he had a lot of good concepts on how to guard people, Mm -hmm. you know, how to guard the man. A lot of good concepts that I picked up from him, you know, which was really cool.
3: That's awesome.
2: And so obviously you're entrepreneurial now. I'm curious, when you first joined the NBA, you know, you start getting endorsement deals thrown at you, you start getting, you have your NBA contract, et cetera. Did you get into the business side of things at any point? Like were you were you watching that? When did you start having an interest? You just went. I I, well,
0: when yeah. I was nineteen, I wanted to do my own shoe. And I yeah. remember uh, my first agent, Mark and my friend, he said, you know, it's gonna be about ninety grand to do a mole. I remember that and then I remember being like, Man, I want to figure out how to do a shoe. So um, I remember wanting to do my shoe from day one. Yeah. But when you want to do a shoe with 19-year-old kid, you never did anything in business. You wasn't even taking school serious, and you never had yeah. a business. So how are you gonna launch a shoe? Yeah. How are you gonna launch a shoe? So, with that being said, I was always inspired to do like businesses on my own. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really easy. I thought if you could just get into business as a 19-year-old kid, I'm like, okay, I want to do a shoe. I'm an MBA. I'm gonna do a yeah. shoe. I'm gonna yeah. pay for it, and it's gonna work.
2: <laughs> and did you end up trying it? Did you actually try to launch your shoe? Yeah.
0: I never tried to launch a shoe, but I did get with a few companies that was giving me my own shoes. So by the time I got to, I wore Dada's, and Dada was an independent shoe brand, which I wore those. It wasn't my own shoe, but it was independent. Yep. It was closer to my own shoe. And then what, I, when
2: you did a deal with them, did you have, like, did your agent or manager help that, or did you just figure out a good, like, did they just pay you? Did you look for equity? It just,
0: paid, they just oh. paid, wear the shoe, do some marketing. I don't typically like those deals anymore. I'd rather, like, you know, create your own shoe, create marketing campaign together, but I get it. Also, I had a yeah. deal with a company called Kits, and then I had LA Gear. I had three shoes within like three years. I was trying mm-hmm. desperately to get my own shoe because, you know, Nike had already had, I guess, Kobe was Adidas, I think, at that time.
2: Or, or, or I don't know. Yeah, he went
0: to Nike at one point. And they had like Vince Carter and all these other yeah. guys, maybe Garnett and Duncan <laughs> stuff. So I knew I wasn't going to get my own shoe, especially averaging 12 points, but I felt strongly enough that if I had my own shoe, that I'm going to get good and then we're going to sell that shoe. Yeah, It could have happened, actually. Yeah. You know, it could have happened. Like, if I knew you guys would have happened. <laughs> you know, I would have sold a ton of shoes. Amen. <laughs>
2: so Okay, so how long did you spend in Chicago?
0: Chicago, I was there two and a half years and I got traded in February 2001, 2002, February. Traded. And where did you go from? I went to Indiana.
2: You did? That's when you went to the end. And you went from Indiana to LA, right?
0: Then I went from Indiana to Sacramento. That's
2: right. And then I went from yeah.
0: Sacramento to Houston, from Houston to Lakers, Lakers yep. to the Knicks. Yep. And then I went to... Made it right home. And I went back overseas. I did. In China no. and Italy for a year. I went to China and Italy for a year. And then I, the next two years, I went to the Lakers.
2: Yeah. And I was actually at the game, you hit that game winning shot in the championships from the corner. That was awesome. I happened to be there. (laughs) And so how was that? I'm always curious. And when, you know, when you're building up with a team and then every couple of years or whatever it is, you're moving around, how is that experience? Are you, is it easy to like, just you're, I know, you all know each other, but when you jumped all over, you know, you jumped from Chicago to Indiana, to Sacramento, to Houston, to LA, to New York, like, is it hard to get reacquainted with a team or did you kind of fall right in?
0: It's hard. I mean, it just depends, like, it depends why a team traded for you, right? And a lot of players are different. So if a team trades for you, you know, to produce, they want you. A lot of teams make trades because they feel you can help them win versus they want you around for a long time. Some te- you just never know. Like, from for from, from me, I can speak for me personally. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I would have stayed in Indiana. This is the reason because when a player is at a, you know when a players on a team you want to show that you have some staying power you want to show that you're stable yeah. right you don't want to show that like, you want to be traded now there's different reasons you'll be traded because you could be playing well and the team trades you I think that's fine what I don't think is fine is if a player is trying to force a trade like me I was trying to force trades yeah. because I wasn't happy about silly stuff it wasn't like I wasn't happy cuz you know I like I wasn't harassed I wasn't the city treated me well You know, they're paying me well, right? So I feel like the reasons I wanted to leave Indiana, it just wasn't – I can't justify these reasons. Yeah, got it. So I would advise players, like, if a team is paying you, like, you know, maybe behind closed doors is better, but in the media, you don't want to be talking – like, I was in the media. I'm like, I want to be traded. I don't like it here, right? Got it. And I feel like that was very unprofessional.
2: Well, yeah. And when you're young and on top of the world, like I remember when LeBron did the whole thing with Miami and leaving Cleveland where he turned it into a whole spectacle. It's like when you're young and excited and on top of the world, it's hard to recognize that and to be humble. And, so, and you know, I think as you get older, many things humble you and you realize like it's good to treat everyone around you well. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and so you went so you went overseas, then back to the Lakers and then retired. Is that the path?
0: Overseas, back to the Lakers. And I never retired officially. I never really officially retired. Got yeah. It was because um, I think I love the game so much. I wanted yeah. to be cool in the air, so I never really officially retired.
2: Got it. Awesome. And so on that note, when did you start the, like, truly getting into the entrepreneurial stuff? Now I know you've built a bunch of, you know, cool brands and things like that. When did you start, you know, sort of fulfilling the dream of starting your shoe line? I know you didn't build the shoe, but when did you start getting into that with the entrepreneurship side?
0: I think I, I think I would say, well, the whole time, man. The whole time yeah. I was in the league I, in, in Indiana, I wanted I was doing an album. Uh-huh. My goal with the album was—I think my objective was wrong. I did want to perform. I knew I wanted to perform on stage, and I knew I wanted to be like a couple artists that's from my neighborhood. Yeah, but I didn't. And and then I also—I I had a story, but I don't think the objectives was lined up. You know, when you be when you become an artist, you know, you put so much money into music which is kind of opposite. You got to actually build a fan base first and different things. So that was, but I wanted to make it a business, you know? So that was something I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed, you know, having albums and different things. So that was in Indiana. And then the shoe, I had the K1X shoe, I had the LA gear shoe. I had yep. those shoes. And that was pretty cool. And then I got to Sacramento and then I was doing like, I still had my K1X shoe in Sacramento, but I was trying to do different things. I still I actually still had the album in Sacramento. So I was still doing music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, but, you know, I kind of, with the music, I think I was Going, coming at it from from a from a place it really just wasn't a good place where I was coming at it from. But I really did enjoy it. Awesome. And then when I got to the Lake Houston, I oh yeah, I had Peaks. I had, I had another shoe company yeah. um, that I was working with called Peak. And then when I got to the Lakers was when I revisited doing the shoes. And I I was working with a guy. I actually turned down the contract. Kobe got me an opportunity to get a contract from Nike. It was like a it was a nice contract. It was like maybe two point four for seven hundred something for four years, like four year. It wasn't it was the most i ever got because yeah. when i got suspended i lost every deal got so it. but i turned it down for an army vet named rodney That he had a company called balling i took 75 grand from him just yeah. to try to help him because i felt like i wanted to be a part of something different yeah. the shoe was great but we didn't, we didn't have we didn't have enough power yeah behind us to hard, market, yeah. yeah right how are you gonna market the shoe how are you gonna sell a consumer but i thought it was a good deed and then I had the Panda friend shoes, which was another company called Mercury. They made my own shoe. The same company that I made ball is they made my own shoe. And those shoes actually—that was the first time I actually sold shoes. I didn't think I was going to sell that many. Yeah. We put the shoes on the market. We sell a hundred shoes, like in one day or something. And I didn't have no shoes. I had to give everybody day money. Yeah. I, didn't have the shoes. I only had I, 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 I thought I could do like drop ship on demand, buy the shoes yeah. and then just sell it. Cause I didn't want a lot of inventory. So I said, I'll just get back the money. It was great, but I wasn't prepared to get inventory and then to uh, staff. So I just kind of let that go. But it was definitely, that was the closest I was, you know, to selling, to selling shoes. But I think at that time I was 29, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe 30. And at that time I didn't have the team to execute it. And I realized that. So I just, I just shut it down. Yeah, and then I had the Panda Friend brand. The Panda Friend brand yeah. actual shirts it well. Yeah, um, we did one month. We did. I mean, we did fifty-five k one month. Nice. And it was nice. Was yeah, it was great. It was, it was a good month, but I didn't really push it that much because I, I didn't want to just keep dumping money into. it. Yeah. and it was all organic, but I wasn't. That was like two thousand fourteen. Sure. But I wasn't really tracking metrics and data, and at that time, yeah, I haven't
3: learned
2: it yet.
0: 14.
2: so i'm curious going back because you mentioned it this suspension which i i remember it a little bit but don't know a lot i remember someone threw a can of soda at you right or a, a, a cup of soda and you yeah. went out you ran up into the crowd went after him right yeah so were you i'm just curious and we don't have to go too deep into it but were you just on edge that day or was it just like what was there another reason for it? Or was it was just like screw this guy he threw something at me i'm gonna go get him Was the only reason. (laughs) Figured. And hey, I I don't fault you for it. I remember seeing him being like, Yeah, I got I mean no, you it was the wrong guy, but still it was
0: it actually wasn't. It actually wasn't. wasn't. I'll tell you why it wasn't. So a lot of people think that I don't mean to get back into the story. No, please, yeah. So the guy or when I when I got hit and I seen him raise his hand, you can watch the film or whoever's watching, watch the film. And then when he raised his hand, I thought he hit me because he raised his hand like this. Oh, and I seen that. And I got hit and he was smiling. I'm like, the game is not going on. Nobody's cheering. Ben Wallace didn't hit me. or It just, we're just there. We're just sitting there and just like waiting for this chaos. to go away. So I ran in that direction and I was just like pushing him and shaking him. I'm like, why did you hit me? Why did you hit me? Why did you hit me? So then later, years later, when I reached out to the person who hit me, I yeah. kind of make amends, John Green is his name. Good, funny guy, fun guy. When I reached out to him, he told me the story. And the story was the guy that raised his hand bet John Green $50 that he couldn't hit me with a cup of beer. Oh. It was a $50 bet. That's the story. So they so, so so people don't understand that was the guy who made the bet.
2: Got it. So it's, it's the, the guy, guy that egged his friend on.
0: Yeah, and I don't, it's okay, because you know, honestly, that 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 fight was between me and those two guys. Yeah. But it really had nothing to do with everybody, but it was right. in a business setting. So it kind of did right. sponsors. But when you think about it. You know, the sponsors didn't hit me. Yeah. Troy Pistons didn't hit me. Ben Wallace, he, didn't even, he, he did, but that was on a court, like whatever. Yeah. It, was just, it, was just, it was just two guys. They were just, and you want to know something? Things happen in life. And, you know, it happens, man. It happens. And, yeah, I, I lost a ton of cash that year. I lost $6 million that year. Oh, wow. So, Is that all in endorsement deals or from NBA too? I was a contract. Then I lost all my, every deal I had. The next day was gone. My Carl Juniors, everything gone. And then I never recovered from like no more deals after that. (laughs) Ever? No. Wow.
2: Got it. (laughs) That's crazy. Cause it's, I feel like, I mean, brands is a marketer. Brands tend to be the, they're oversensitive to this stuff where it's like, I don't know that anybody looked at you like not, they didn't have this huge crowd. It's like, you know, it didn't blow up except for the way they made it blow up. So that's weird that that go that way.
0: I was a little bit. I was so you know. I didn't get discouraged. I said, you know what, this is a part of life. Yeah. And even after I lost all that money, and then even future revenue, because at that time I was, you know, anybody that's got Defensive Player of the Year and is an All Team NBA. Yeah. That's a multi-million dollar deal. <laughs> yeah. I've never. Well, I, that's not a multi-million dollar deals, but not like the deals that people was getting Defensive Player of the Years were getting. Right. Or if you got like All First Team All NBA and you're an All Star, yeah. I was getting mid-level deals. Both my deals, and mid-level deals, which you know i'm like okay I'll, I'll, i'm okay you know yeah. i was really discouraged about that right at that time like i see people that was never all-stars getting more contracts than me. yeah <laughs> right? but i also knew because I, I was detrimental to the team it was a bunch of stuff so it was okay you know things happen in life and totally. you know, it happens it's cool
2: and so did that i'm curious what led to you wanting to change your name where did that come from
0: i mean I, it was just like I wanted to set my own pace set my own uh, identity and that was it like you can change your own name legally. Certain things you can do legally and just, you know, I wanted to do it. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was something that was cool and it was something that was not against the law and, yeah. you know, it's something that you can do. And so I just did it, you know? Yeah. No, I
2: get that. Nice. So, and when's the last time you played a game? When was the last NBA game for you?
0: My last NBA game, it was definitely in April. Cause we didn't go to the playoffs yeah. <laughs> with the Lakers. And uh, well, my last game was actually at Golden State. It was oh, was not but the, my last game at Stapleton, I had 18 in the second half. That's a big day for me because I had 18 in the second half. I remember <laughs> it. I had a great time, and I, I'm really happy with it. <laughs> and what yeah, year I was that? Opened, that was 2017. I guess I, I sorry, in 2016, but maybe yeah. it's 2017. And then the next game, we go to Golden State, and I'm like, I'm gonna get about 20 tonight. And I didn't <laughs> play. I, was like, I, I, I only got like maybe 10 minutes. It's my last <sighs> game of my career. Like, give, give me 30 minutes. Yeah. But it was okay.
2: Yeah, still you, your career was awesome. And so since then you've been building a few different brands. Like what did you when you left, was it like I'm taking a break, I'm taking a breath, or did you dive right into this other stuff that you've been working on?
0: When I retired the first day, I was a little bit nervous. Like, dang, what am I gonna do? I wanna be a head coach. I wanna I wanted the head coach right away, like right, right away. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy it. But you know, some people was telling me that's probably not gonna happen. You know, I'm like, okay, okay, that's probably not gonna happen. So then I was saying that I went back to school. Yeah. You know, I woke up the next day. I was like, discouraged. I want, so I called UCLA. I made my own phone calls. I called the coding department. I took some tests because I had to take a test to get into coding into the, into the program. Yeah. failed the test. I don't know how I failed the test, man. I took took it twice i'm like this is crazy like how did i fail it so i wanted to get into the coding program but i didn't so then i went to i got into the digital marketing at ucla i got into social media class and i got into digital analytics uh-huh. social media it was three classes social media digital analytics and another class i forget what it was and then in concordia i got into just i took one class in concordia on a business analytics yeah and then i did google analytics and i took a course in vancouver for google analytics because i was just trying to figure yeah. out like you know, well, one of the things I wanted to do was continue to be in commerce, Yeah, definitely. but I wasn't prepared to pay marketers because if I want to launch a company or a brand, I got to pay someone. Yeah. If I don't really know what brand I want to launch, I, I didn't want to test marketing dollars on a brand. I don't even know if I want to do. I wanted to test multiple things. So that's why I had to figure it out. And then eventually, you know, I was always interested in digital agencies. Like I met you guys, I met like, yeah. I met audience X. I was just meeting so many different people. I actually went to your office Yeah, and I was actually having a great time at your office. Cause it's just like I'm like, this is so exciting. Yeah, I remember just, that. That was fun. It was fun, man. I had a great time. Like, yeah. cause this just, just, people don't understand like being in your, in your office is opportunity. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's a good feeling. Cause that's what I want to be around. Yeah. You know, I want to be around that, 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 those type of people that was yeah. doing marketing. Cause I love marketing, but so I was just trying to figure it out. How do you talk to digital ad agencies? How do you talk right. to people? How do you figure it out? What type of decisions should you be making? And it was really interesting to me. And when I left the NBA, I was going to either do, it was a couple of things I was going to do. And I was going to take it serious. Yeah. It was rap- rapping. Yeah, <laughs> It was coaching. Yeah, I was getting my series seven. Oh wow! Nice. Did you and get I, your series seven? No, no. I was laying it all. Oh, yeah. you're gonna do it? Yeah, I got it. So I tested out everything. I, I coached for the G League, the Lakers. Uh huh. I prepared for the series seven. Yeah. I did the classes. I went to UCLA, did all the classes, and the other one was all um, oh, rapping. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to rap anymore. That one was quick. I was like, I don't feel like going on tour.
3: Yeah. I don't
0: want to be. I don't want to be having to. Cause I know if I get out, I'm gonna be drinking, partying all night, yeah. studio, sixteen hours. I. It's a lot of work, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that for the rest of my career.
3: Yeah,
0: even though I love it, so I took that one out. did a series seven, that was kind of hard. Yeah. So I said, okay, it's this so one I'm not, I'm not about to do this one. Yeah. And coaching, that was fun, but yeah. I kind of wanted to be on my own schedule, and with coaching, you got to be all the way in. Yeah, So I always can go back to coaching. Yep. And that was like kind of the evolution.
2: Makes sense. And so, where are you at now? Tell me about like what's going on in your world now. Kind of where do you see this going? You, I know you've built some digital brands. Like, give
0: me that overview. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, for the most part, you know, I think I love the uh, building. Like, let's just say it's an app. Every, Facebook is an app, but as a company, right? More than an app. Right? So I like I like the fact that I'm understanding how to add tangibility to an app. Mm-hmm. Build a business behind the app. You know, build partnerships and sponsorships behind the app. Yeah, you know, I really I'm, I'm really excited about that.
2: So you like the business development side?
0: Yeah, I really like it. I like it. I'm, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, the startup is it, it's something that I told myself, I said, you got to go all the way in and you have to really be focused. And things don't go your way in a startup all the time. No. The <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> so many different things that you don't know. like, my goodness. Yeah. You know? It's a
2: fun challenge, though. I mean, if you're used to grinding, it's, like, one of those things that, like, even if most things fail, when those few things succeed, it's so rewarding. It can be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but it's really, it's been, it's been a, sometimes I'm like, you gotta, I'm like, do you love it? Is it a hobby? Because it's not work. Because work means you're working for someone, or you have to do it. So it's not necessarily work. It's definitely fun, but it's also stressful, you know what I'm saying? It's still it's still a lot of frustration at times, good days, bad days, yeah. you know, which, you know, you gotta, you gotta accept it.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. And so last question for me, man, what would you give the advice to someone that admires you? That's looking to either, whether it's to be a professional basketball player, or just pursue their dreams in general. What do you think is the one thing they should do? The one piece of advice you'd give to that young person or that older person, someone that's making a career change. I mean, you've gone from, you literally left the NBA and went back to college, like. You change careers. Like so what, what would be that piece of advice you give to someone that wants to pursue those dreams?
0: I would say, you know, if you want to pursue something, try your best to have an objective. Try your best to if you're not accomplishing what you want on a day-to-day basis, like I would say ask yourself questions like why have I not accomplished this? Like what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Figure out, you know, how you can use a network, build a network you know, start to come up with solutions. And a lot of the solutions are reaching out to people.
3: Yep. You
2: know? Yeah, not being afraid to reach out is a big one.
0: Yeah, man. It's like, that's something I was never, I was never really a big on that, but recently I have. And then being around people who are, who, who, who's doing the same things that you want to do. Yeah. Because uh, it's so much time, you know, so I found myself learning so much. People are like, oh, you're so smart, but that's not that's not true. I just, I miss around different people, you know, like yeah. I'm talking to Hawk Media. I feel
3: the same way, by the way.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, if I'm talking to Hawk Media and you're not just a conversation that we have, I learned something because they told me I didn't make it up. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know how to do a Facebook ad or a YouTube ad. I learned something. So it's not that I'm smarter than you, Is that. I was talking to someone or the type of person that you never met that you never talked to. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's what I've been trying to, I've been trying to surround myself with people who I just generally like, you know, to be around. Cause there's so much yeah. time about my kids, you know, and then you got your life. Yeah. So like you don't have much time to do a bunch of other things.
3: Yeah, no,
2: I agree. It's it makes it more valuable when you pick those people. So that's awesome. Well, Meta, this has been great. Thank you so much for being on Hawk.
1: Love it. Thanks for having me. Hulk. Of course. Hawk Media is your outsourced CMO and marketing team. We'll dive into your business for free, identify opportunities in your marketing strategy, then get you teamed up with individual experts, all month to month and a la carte. Whether you're looking for a Facebook advertiser, a web designer, or a fractional CMO, we can help you drive growth for your business. We've successfully grown over 2,500 brands, and we're here to help you too. No matter your goal, we've got you covered.